Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Superficial Magic, the most magical place on the internet. I'm your host, Megan Granger, and today I am joined by Sean, the astrology guy. Um, you can follow him on Instagram at astrology guy. And on there, you will see his link to YouTube channel. Right, Sean? Yes. I actually just started that page today because I was meeting with you. (laughs) (laughs) I've never used any social media. And today I started an Instagram page because I was meeting the lovely and beautiful Megan Grainer. Gran? (laughs) (laughs) Megan Gran. But I love how we can't pronounce each other's last names. We're like, we're like, are you bruh? Yeah. So, um, Sean. Yes. This is our second time doing this. Yes, it is. <laughs> because I erased on accident the first one. I'll be honest, Dana Moon erased it, so everybody message Dana Moon. This is her <laughs> fault. But I think it's going to be good because I know more about astrology now. Mm-hmm. So maybe I can ask some better questions. Your questions are fantastic, <laughs> but yeah, sure. <laughs> so let's start with the beginning. Okay. You did my chart for astrology. Mm-hmm. I've never believed in astrology i hate when people talk about astrology now i'm addicted to astrology this is my second session i'm having with you after we do the podcast Mm -hmm. because you do life coaching based on people's charts yes exactly so what is a chart exactly well the thing is it's like uh the the astrological chart that's cast is a snapshot of kind of where everything in the universe was at the moment of your birth but what that does is it gives me like a blueprint of how you're wired so that way whenever we are tackling any issues in your life or understanding what's going on how to manifest the things that you want we have a blueprint to who you are so that way we can like custom make what the the tools are what the tools are we're going to use we can custom make those to how you're specifically wired i love that quote where it's like you're not in the universe you're a part of the universe yes and that seems like what you're saying like the universe gave birth to you at a certain time and place when it was exactly like so and it gives you a map exactly and and it's set up so that way your soul can be in the exact situation to learn the lessons necessary to transform and grow and actualize to the best version of yourself i mean You've told me some stuff about my chart that has helped so much because my issue, according to my chart and (laughs) according to what I've lived into this point of time, is that I have a lot of problems showing vulnerability Mm -hmm. or um, just saying what I need. So it's cool to know that and then do my work around that. It kind of gives me a little... 
bird's eye view into what I need to be doing my manifesting work around. Absolutely. See, the thing is, most people only know like what their sun sign is. So you'll know your Capricorn, you know, right. someone else will know their Gemini. But the thing is, once you understand what your sun sign, your moon sign and your rising are and how the three of them, those things work together, the three of those energies work together within you, it helps you, like you were saying, get insight into exactly what it is that you're dealing with when it comes to manifesting the things that you want or um you know tackling like an issue like vulnerability because you with a scorpio moon you know if you talk to another capricorn they're like oh well i don't have you know maybe the same challenges when it comes to being vulnerable but because your moon is scorpio that's how you're wired emotionally then that you know gives us insight into the idea that when it comes to being emotional for you, you have no problem being emotional or caring or being, you know, um, loyal or devoted. All those things are all easy for you to do. But when it comes to you showing, you know, the, like you said, your vulnerabilities, but the things that you're afraid of Mm -hmm. when it comes to like, you know, the truth of needing some help or, or not being able to do it all on your own. Like those things are very difficult to be shown. And that's because of that Scorpio moon, because you don't, want to be vulnerable <laughs> so it matters what our moon is in yes and it, uh, uh, for it matters wait which one which three matter okay so your sun sign uh-huh. your moon sign and your rising sign your rising sign is basically how people first perceive you because at the moment of your birth that's the first time the inner uh, you interact with the outside world so whatever sign was rising at that specific moment influences how you first interact with people so then that is kind of third in command within your chart okay then you have your sun sign which is uh like the overall way that you go after things the way you deal with life that's how that's what most people are going to get from you once they start to get to know you you know that's how you um kind of you know where your ambitions come from and that's like the ceo of your chart like has the final say so and then the one thing everyone hides which is how they're wired emotionally is their moon sign Oh, right. So the people that will see that are going to be like your close friends, your family members, anyone you've been in a deep emotional relationship. They'll get that part of you. So um, you can find these out based on when you were born, what time you were born and where you were born. Exactly. Like the, the month and the day is going to be your sun sign. Then the month, the day and the year is going to be your moon sign. And then the month, the day, the year, the time and the place is going to show your rising sign. I sent you a meme the other day, which was <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> this this guy being like, hey, can you come over? And the girl being like, no. And then him being like, I'll give you my birth chart time or right. time of birth. And she's like, okay, because you need that time to really make an educated guess. You can't just be like, he was born on... March 13th. Well, the time sometimes isn't going to be as, as important because that will just be the rising. So a lot of times, you know, with, with my friends, even I'll say, you know, if you meet someone, you're into them, text me the birthday, I'll let you know what's up. You know, I'll, <laughs> I'll send them information because sometimes I'll be like, okay, this could be great for you. Or, I'm, or I would say run for your life. This is a pattern. This is what you usually are attracted to. So, um, although I do believe love can overcome all let's, you know, don't get me wrong here. Love can truly overcome anything. It's just based on the, the astrological chart is going to uh, bring a awareness to how much of a challenge it will be to bridge the gap between communication because when you're the same element you kind of speak the same language so that's what makes you compatible like that's why capricorn is compatible with a taurus or a virgo because they're the same element so they speak the same language but with relationships it's all about your moon sign because that's how you're wired emotionally so even if you're compatible with a certain sign 
uh, personality wise, what really matters is if you're compatible emotionally, because that's when a relationship is either, you know, successful or unsuccessful based on the communication when things are going wrong. You know, when things are going great, everybody gets along. It's like, it's like when you're pissed or things are going wrong, how do you communicate? Do you see eye to eye? And for you, if someone has either Cancer Moon or Pisces Moon, because that's water, they're going to speak the same language or Scorpio Moon even. Interesting. I always mm-hmm. date Pisces. Yeah. See, as, as the sun sign and Pisces, you know, that would be your Scorpio moon is attracted to how emotional they are, how kind of needy they are, mm-hmm. <laughs> because that gives someone that gives Scorpio someone to take care of and kind of save. But and it also takes the focus off off of what your vulnerabilities might be because they're so vulnerable. Uh, you know, so but um, but knowing the moon sign is kind of the most important when it comes to romance and relationships, for sure. The moon sign that we we pick in our friends and lovers and family members or whatever, mm-hmm. um, that's going to bring up different things for us. Absolutely. So the lessons that you need to learn in this life are a lot triggered by what moons people have that you're hanging out with absolutely it will show you kind of how you know what your soul manifests that's that your soul is helping you create situations that you will kind of be forced into learning what it is that you need to learn so if you have let's say that is so will you this is an oprah moment moment please repeat that that's a yes. tweetable moment yes. you guys if you listen to oprah okay so your soul will create situations and attract people to you that are going to bring about circumstances that will um allow you to learn the lesson you're meant to learn for your soul to kind of actualize and transform to the better version of itself so for example if you have a parent who you have because everybody has kind of like one parent at least that they have major issues with <laughs> so so you look at that parent's moon sign and i guarantee you that the relationships that you have that are challenging for you that trigger you they're going to either be in the same exact element or be the same exact sign always a pretty lot much of the time a lot of the time because that'll be the energy that you are meant to kind of correct that you're meant to kind of transform so it'll it'll be the the element that that triggers you the most put it that way the last time i was in here you were giving me um a pep talk mm-hmm. about just speaking up for myself yes. and telling people i'm doing this i i need this this is what i'm actually thinking and feeling um And I was like, oh, no, I absolutely will not be doing that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And you said, well, then it's just going to keep coming Mm -hmm. into your life again and again and again until you start processing it and learning that soul lesson. So I've started to do it. And I love that. It's kind of losing its energetic hold on me. It's the my need to be doing that Mm -hmm. is going away. Um, Let me put that a different way situations where I need to do that are coming to me less right because I've started to do it absolutely because you've you're, you've learned or you're starting to learn the lesson from doing what was difficult for you so now your soul no longer has that desire to set up those circumstances for that lesson so that that will you know you'll start to uh, attract that situation a lot less so now am I going to get a new harder lesson? Am I going up? <laughs> yes. Well, here's the exciting thing. Don't think of it in terms of a harder lesson, but do think of it in terms of being excited for every lesson that comes because with every lesson that comes, if we stay excited by it and just look at it as an opportunity to grow, every time we grow, we expand our vessel 
our, which is our capability for abundance, we expand that vessel so then we can attract even more abundance. So when we think of growth, think of expansion for abundance. Does that make sense? Is that uh, totally? Okay. Cause yeah, cause the thing is, it's like, then, then we'll be more excited by the experiences other than saying, Oh no, if I learned this lesson, <laughs> Oh shit. Another one's just right waiting right around the corner for me. <laughs> and who wants that? Especially if it's going to be harder, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Nobody wants that. But if you think, okay, if I learn this, actually it's going to take me to the next step, which is all in the process of me expanding my vessel to the point where I can attract as much abundance as possible, which then allows me to share as much as possible, which keeps that flow going. And it's not to say that, um, Um, We won't ever get to the place where we're learning less lessons because eventually you kind of will in terms of there's always more to learn, but it's always not going to be so challenging. It just feels really challenging now because most of us have have avoided the lessons. Yeah, we've gotten stuck on like level one. (laughs) We've avoided it our whole lives. So by the time, you know, we're deciding to work with the universe and, and, and learn the first lesson, then it, that one's so challenging and is, is, is you go through so much, then you're so afraid of the next step, but it actually starts to get easier because you're a willing participant in the process and you're excited by it. It's just like working out. The first time you go, if you haven't ever, it sucks. But the more you do it, it's always kind of challenging, but you actually start to look forward to it and then get excited by it because you see the results and you feel stronger and you feel more connected to everything that you are physically. And we do the same thing spiritually when we take on these lessons as an exciting adventure to become better. So do the hard stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> You okay. Have to. <laughs> I, I I agree. I agree. Yes, yes. Um, what do you think this is a really broad huge question, so okay. brace yourself. I love broad huge questions. What do you think the purpose of of this all is? Is it the universe is just expressing itself? We're like a piece of art that the universe has made and it wants to grow as much as possible and express as much as possible and it's like a leading edge kind of unfolding that we're doing. I think the, I mean, the thing is all living things, all energy is constantly expanding and growing like you're saying. So the purpose is really to just embrace that journey and not get caught up in the end game. Just get involved in the process. I am so obsessed with the process right now. Right? Don't you love that? Because then it's like, who needs to, we don't need to worry about the end game. It's like that, that will take care of itself. We just stay connected to the process because to really know the purpose. I mean that you're right. That is a huge, huge question. (laughs) So I'm not even going to pretend to, you know, say that I know the purpose, but I do know that we have, um, parts of us that guide us along the way to know what's right and what, um, what path we should be on. So when you're feeling good and you're feeling full of love and energy and excitement, then that feels purposeful. You know, that feels like we're at least on the right track. So it's, it's to follow that energy wherever it's attempting to lead us. I say, follow that because that's definitely the way to go. It is fun. Once you realize you're being led. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It really is. It's fun. And then it's also exciting to know that we still always have the choice. We always have free will 
that's the great thing about it because some people are like well do you think things are predestined because you know with astrology it's like do you cast the chart and then you know everything that's going to happen in someone's life and then is it like you know destiny or is it just kind of random and we just end up where we end up based on choices the cool thing is is i think that it's a bit of both that our soul does have certain experiences that are meant to be had in order for us to grow throughout that Mm. process but then we always have free will we always have the choice to either go one path or the other you know so we kind of still are in control even though we're being led if we listen to our soul and we listen to our intuition we're being led but we still have the the power of choice to take us wherever it is that we want to go is that what deja vu is do you think like a moment where we're exactly where our chart predestined us to be i actually do think it is basically like a almost like a signpost to say yes right direction yes you're on the right path you know because there is you know no time space in motion and kind of the spiritual realm those things don't exist so when you in the physical world when you are in the right place you may feel like you've experienced it before, but it really is all happening at the same time, which I know sounds crazy. I agree. I know. I know. <laughs> but that's totally what it is. It's like, okay, I'm actually, this feels good. This feels familiar. And it, and I'm recognizing it as where I'm supposed to be. I just had an interesting thought from that. Mm-hmm. So I've read that all of our past lives and future lives, because there's no time, are mm-hmm. taking place at the same time. Right. So our soul is having thousands millions whatever of different charts okay <laughs> like based on different uh, life <laughs> lifetimes and yeah. experiences it's gonna have different astrological charts right absolutely because during those different experiences there's different lessons to be learned so you need to come uh through the through the vibration of that chart in order to learn those lessons wow so it's kind of d- different vibrations i guess you would see it as and then if you take it a step further we're actually everyone and everything so we've had we're having all of the exactly in the bigger picture it's all one big connection that is so cool it really is but then in our individual little physical bodies we are being a part of the process and so if we just stay connected to what that process is being the best version of ourselves throughout that using the tools that we have spiritually like astrology and you know all these other things to, to help us stay on the right track, then everyone is actualizing at the same time, all part of the same situation. It's, it's is, a beautiful night. That is so dope. I love that I love so it. much. I have goosebumps. <laughs> what are some of the tools? I know you have a worksheet. Like, what are some mm-hmm. of the tools that you like to get people to use? You, 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 you cast the chart. Is that what it's called? You, they cast the chart, They yes. give you their, their information. Yes. And then you cast the chart. So you have my whole chart on your little... Um, iPad right here. That's awesome. (laughs) And, um, from that you see patterns, you see energetic things. And Mm -hmm. then what, like, what questions do you ask yourself? What can people do with that information? I usually first kind of establish, we usually take like a, a year by year situation. So I'll say, okay, for 2018, what are the three things that you want? Like one, what's the main thing you want with career? What's the main thing you want with love? And what's the one thing that you want with like personal wellness and health? Because those are kind of the three aspects of life that, you know, we really get involved with that bring us fulfillment, that, that matter to us. So once I ask those three things and we establish what those three things are, then we establish the steps to take to start to manifest those things. And then that is personalized based on that person's chart and how they're wired. So if I have a Gemini, for example, 
I'm not going to tell them you need to pick this one thing and stick to it and only do this because they'll feel a lack of fulfillment at that point because they actually need to focus on more than one thing in order to stay excited. So I give them kind of a minimum of two things, but I make sure that they don't focus on more than two things because they have kind of a propensity to focus on so many things at once that nothing gets enough attention and nothing gets fully manifested because they're spreading their energy too thin. Whereas there could be another sign like a Virgo, for example, that only wants to focus on one specific thing. I'll tell them that the main tool for them is opening up the idea to having more than one thing to, or actually to have uh, more than one tool to use when it comes to manifesting what it is that they want to manifest because they can get caught up in what they don't like. Ah, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's like their main focus is like what they don't like. And then that becomes overwhelming. So the tool for them is focusing only on what you want, not what you don't want. Focus. Okay. And that's a good tool for everyone. That really is (laughs) (laughs) with Virgos. That's like their main, like with you, the Scorpio moon, how vulnerability is kind of like the, um, the, the biggest challenge with Virgos. The biggest challenge is, is not focusing on what they don't like. When you say Virgos, are you saying they're a Virgo moon or a Virgo sun or what? Well, interesting question. Virgo sun sign would be their biggest challenge would be focusing on what they don't like about basically, you know, um, like work or things like that. A Virgo moon, their biggest challenge is focusing on what they don't like about their partner. <laughs> I ju- it just clicked for me. I get right? it. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. And then Virgo rising, it's, um, it's a little easier for them because that's third in command. So they will naturally go to what's wrong with something, but then they have the other two signs depending on what they are. Um, you know, the influence of those to kind of pull them back to, you know, kind of pull them back to center and back to balance. I read recently that the signs changed. Is Mm -hmm. that true? Okay, so that's so funny because I got so many emails when that (laughs) happened. And everyone was like, what happened? I thought I was a Taurus and now I'm a Gemini. Ah." Mm -hmm. But uh, basically what happened is is astrology, well, there's different types of astrology. But when it comes to the whole snapshot of the universe I was talking about before, they kind of just used the names of constellations to establish what constellation was seen during a specific time of year. So if they've discovered a new constellation and they want to give it a name, that's fine. But it doesn't mean that people born during a specific time have now changed personality traits. Because the signs are more based on seasons than they are based on what's up in the sky. What's up in the sky was used to give it a name. So the thing is, if you're born at the beginning of spring, you're in Aries. Because the newness of everything that's happening of life, it's the rebirth. Aries is the baby sign. It's the first cycle of physical existence. So if you're born during that time period, you're going to have personality traits of a young, energetic, excited, kind of self-centered because you're so young sign. So yes, they did discover a new constellation. No, it does not change at all. What people born during <laughs> the, during those specific seasons are are you know going to be if they want to give it a different title that's fine but if you go back to the 12 original titles during those seasons that cover the 12 seasons it's 100% staying that way good good yes <laughs> it was too confusing it was really confusing and it did throw a lot of people <laughs> off because all of a sudden it's like now that they found this are there new personality traits for different things and like i said the answer is no it all goes back to the seasons and those seasons relating to personality traits based on those seasons like capricorn for example is during winter and it's during the beginning of winter 
That's why it's a leader sign. Any sign at the beginning of a season is a leader sign because they're initiators. So Capricorn is at the beginning of winter, so it's an initiator. And then if you think about it, Capricorns are known for being kind of like aloof, kind of cold, very Mm -hmm. loving, Mm -hmm. just like the season. But we're still kind of at the end of the cycle. So it's like once we stick to something, it's for a long period of time. So it's all relative to the season. Because you're a Capricorn too. Absolutely. Love Capricorns. I found it interesting that um, when I was here last time, I gave you two of my, the guys that have been in my life recently, mm-hmm. birthdays, yes. and they were both on the cusp of the same, mm-hmm. like they were both, I'm sure you don't remember this because I don't remember it either, but you were like, oh my gosh, they're both. I do remember it was on the cusp of um, Taurus and Gemini. As the moon sign, both of them emotionally were wired exactly the same. So that was the pattern more than the sun sign pattern. Because the sun sign was they were both water signs because you definitely like water signs. Mm. And it's because of that Scorpio moon, how you're wired emotionally. You're attracted to guys that are emotional, even if it's emotional in a way that is very like needy. As long as they're emotionally expressive, that excites you. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So the moon sign, though, with both of these guys was was very similar because based on what your soul needs to learn from emotional interaction, you're going to find it in whatever kind of package it comes in, whether it's whatever sun sign. When I say package, I mean, whatever sun sign it comes in, you're going to find that emotional wiring, you know, if 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 that's the lesson that you're meant to, to be learning. So both of them were presenting the same lesson kind of in different packages. And and it's funny how you can just be with somebody and you feel like you already know them. You feel like you've already dated them. You feel like you've, it's so true. And it's because they're kind of just the same soul vibration or soul lesson. Yes. A very same energy in a different person. It's like, that's why you can, we have those friends that are constantly like dating Mm. different people, but it's like the same relationship over and over the same gripes. It's like, the thing is, we spend so much of our time kind of focusing on what's wrong with the other person and using that as a justification as to why the relationship isn't working instead of asking ourselves, why am I attracting this energy? Oh, speaking of which, <laughs> should we talk about what happened the last time I came to see you? Let's do you do remember? It. Of course I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the last time I came to see Sean, I was in a bad little place of a day. Um, I had left my diary at work, so I had mm. to go pick that up. Um, obviously, everyone had read it by then and laughed at it, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, and was me. just, there were so many things going on. I was very stressed. And I pretty much got into an almost fist fight with a man in West Hollywood. Um, and he was going to punch me in the face because I accidentally cut him off. Like, we were both out of our cars. And I came to you and we both knew automatically that he was my mirror mm-hmm. and that I had a lot of unexpressed rage and shit I was holding in. Yep. And uh, he did act inappropriately because you can't hit a girl, uh, obviously. Oh, um, he was gay, if that makes it any better to people listening. Uh, it probably <laughs> doesn't. But <laughs> like he wasn't, you know, a giant dude who was going to kill me or anything. It was... Right. Um, it wasn't too dangerous, but it was cool to see that it was me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That you were, you brought awareness to, after the fact, we brought mm. awareness to kind mm-hmm. of like the idea that, okay, why am I attracting the situation? What is it that I'm meant to learn from this also? And then 
bringing awareness to where your vibration is at that time. You know, the things we talked about, uh, the pain body before, like uh, from Eckhart Tolle, the absolutely the pain body. It's like everyone has their pain body and your pain body wanted to feed. And obviously his pain body wanted to feed. So you both attracted a situation where you could feed. And we were saying that the tool in that situation for you is to starve your pain body to in that moment, know how angry you're feeling and that that's your pain body wanting to feed. So it's making the choice to not feed into the situation and to starve your pain body, the more you starve it, the more its strength diminishes. And then you, when you get triggered, the desire to act from that angry place won't be as strong because you've starved your pain body to the point that it's kind of, you know, weak and kind of chilling instead of, <laughs> instead of fighting with men on the yeah, corner. Instead of being the loudest voice that's ready to fight a man on the, on the corner of a street. If anybody hasn't read the power of now or a new earth by so Eckhart Tolle. They are just uh, that the power of now completely changed my life. It's I read amazing. it when I was 23 was never the same again. Um, and the pain body is just basically an energy inside of us that likes to feel negative emotion yes. and you can feel it. You know, when you get in a dark place, there is something in your pain body that wants more of it. Mm-hmm. It wants more of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, starving it is certainly a good idea. I haven't, quite tried that that (laughs) path yet um i also like to know that every single person in your life is just teaching you something Mm -hmm. absolutely and the thing is those situations are like we were talking about before opportunities to grow opportunities to grow to a better version of yourself so we can always and we don't the, the greatest thing is we don't always have to learn from pain and struggle Mm. Once we decide that we're like ready to learn and ready to co-create with the universe, we can actually just embrace the idea that we can learn things from reading a book. We can learn things from, you know, having an exciting situation or or hearing a conversation like we're having right now and hearing your experience. Someone now can say, you know what? The next time I get pissed off in my car, I'm not going to jump out and start a fist fight. I'm going to, you know, that's learning from someone else's experience as opposed to learning from going through the actual experience yourself. You know, they don't have to um, suffer in the same way or experience the same process. They can actually just learn from your process. I'm a great teacher then. Yes, you are. (laughs) (laughs) What about people that are in? I always worry about people who are in abusive partnerships or really toxic relationships. Mm -hmm. um, Hearing that maybe they're attracting their mirror or that because I'm the one who said that you didn't or that uh, it's a lesson to be learned because obviously you need to take yourself out of that situation immediately. So is that that kind of just circles back to there's a lesson to be learned. Get the fuck out. Well, the lesson may be to love yourself. If that's the lesson, it's like what the reflecting reflecting back to you is your lack of putting yourself at enough importance to matter enough to not allow yourself to be treated that way. So it's like if, if your soul is, is desiring to learn the lesson of self-love, then you're going to attract situations that show you that that's what's lacking. Oh, that's beautiful. So it's an opportunity. So it's not to say like if you're with an abuser that you're, you're, you're an abuser, so you're reflecting your mirror image. It's mm-hmm. not always that. It's basically saying what they're reflecting back to you is how you feel about yourself And it doesn't mean you feel that you deserve to be hit, but it does mean that you haven't cared and loved yourself enough to say, I deserve better. I'm going to make the choices that are in my best interest 
as my priority. That's my priority now, making choices that are in my best interest because that's where self-love begins. It's by saying, I make choices that are in my best interest. And if you're doing that and that's the lesson to be learned, sometimes situations like that are, it, it has to get to that point in order to shake you into the caring enough or it affecting you enough to make the choice to now love yourself. We hate when it has to get to that point, but sometimes, I mean, you know, as well as I do, we don't get the lesson the first few times. And if we don't get the lesson, then the situations just get more and more intense to in an, in an attempt to get us to realize what the universe is trying to teach us. I completely agree. And I love what you said about how the first level is the hardest level. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm knocking down that barricade right now and it's, really cool um just in my own experience I've talked about this before but I was raised in a really religious household where it was like this was the only right way if Mm -hmm. you didn't believe in it you were going to hell I was told you know we went to church three times a week and I was told that over and over and over I don't believe it right so I really have to and I trust my parents so it's there's something really deep within me that's like I have to trust myself more than anyone mm-hmm. because I just personally don't align with that. And it's really scary because a part of my scared self is like, well, then you're going to go to hell and like you're blah, da, 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 da. But even though it's really deep, I have to to burst through that level. Mm-hmm. And um, as I'm doing it, it's just cool to be authentic with what my soul actually believes in is and does. Absolutely. And people will connect with that. You know, yeah. they'll connect with seeing you be authentic to what's real for you. And that will empower them to be authentic to what's real for them. Cause in the end, if we allow everyone the space to be who they are and embrace that instead of resist it, then we're all going to have a better energy and a better connection. As long as you know, we, we draw the line when someone's doing something obviously that's hurting themselves or hurting someone else. But if you are just being authentic to who you are and it makes you not only feel good, but it also leads you to make choices that lead to fulfillment and excitement and abundance where you can then share that with other people. Why would I begrudge you that <laughs> regardless mm. of where it's coming from? You know, mm. this is your one life that you get to live. So you have the power to live it in whatever way that you want as long as it's not directly having a negative effect on someone that isn't caused by their choice. Because I can say, well, it's hurting me that you're not believing this because I want you to go to heaven. But that's a choice that I'm making. That's not you directly hurting me. That's me making the choice to perceive your actions. Ah. You know, but if you are doing something like, you know, hitting me with a bat, that's, (laughs) that's not my choice. That's actually hurting me. And I'm not supporting that because it might be your truth that you want to hit me with a bat. (laughs) See the difference in what I'm talking about here. (laughs) I don't want to do that. Sean, don't be scared of me. (laughs) That was a one-time thing, you guys. Um, you were not honoring that type of truth. No, we're not. We're not. (laughs) I know. I'm just like, man, um, thank God I'm not Oprah yet because she cannot be on the side of Beverly and Melrose fighting a man, you know, (laughs) (laughs) look, all of us, the the exciting thing about all this is that we're all in the same kind of 
situation in terms of we all have things to learn you know we all have situations where we're not our best self we all have emotional challenges so as much as i you know consistently am am teaching these things i the same things i'm teaching i have to apply these same tools to myself you know when i get upset or frustrated by self something i have to say to myself okay this is my my pain body right now this is the energy within me that that wants negativity i have to bring awareness to that and make the choice not to feed it you know, make the choice to feed that part of me that wants peace and balance. So I think no matter where you are on your journey, you're going to get challenged. It's just like somebody who works out all the time and they're Mr. or Mrs. Fitness. They still have times where they want to sit down and eat a ton of chocolate cake and an entire bottle of wine and, you know, do something that's not healthy, whatever that oh, is. Oh, that unhealthy? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so it's like we're, none of us don't have time. I'm sure there's times where Opa wants to pull over and fight somebody on the side of the street too. <laughs> She's just as human as the rest uh, of us. She could punch me just as long as she touched me. It'd be fine. Oprah, I love you. I love you too, Oprah. <laughs> oh my God, we love you so much, Oprah. We're having an Oprah love fest. <laughs> what else about astrology um, is interesting to know? Let's see. It's It's mainly knowing that what I love for people to know is that it's not necessarily about focusing on predicting your future. Cause that's what most people think. They're like, okay, astrology horoscopes. I'm reading this. I want to know what's going to happen this month. Or I, I want to know if I'm going to get any money or meet somebody and fall in love. It's much less about predicting your future. If you allow it to just open the window into understanding yourself more so you can be a better version of yourself. You can be the best version of yourself and then understand other people even better also. So you'll know, okay, let's say I'm dealing with someone who is in areas with like cancer moon and that makes mm-hmm. them extremely emotional and sometimes self-centered. If I know they're wired to perceive the world in that specific way, I'm not going to take it personal when they're not being so considerate with me because they're not wired to be that, that is way. so cool. You know, so they may love me just as much as I love them, but they just perceive the world differently. So I'm not going to judge them for how they're behaving. I'm going to understand how they're wired and then I'll meet them at that place. And then we can start to connect. But if I'm constantly judging people based on what I think they, or how I think they should be behaving without understanding that they're actually wired differently then we're starting off on an unfair footing, which is going to cause, or in a judgmental footing, which is going to cause conflict. Always. So don't take <laughs> people's coding personally. Exactly. Yes. I love the way you put that. That's so perfect. Don't take their coding perfectly. Or sorry, personally. Or perfectly. Or perfectly. <laughs> because nobody's perfect. But what, what you want to do is you want to kind of accept them for how they're wired first. Start from that space. And then start to connect with them for who they are. Because once you accept someone like that, that gives them the opportunity to then be who they are. So then they're not defending anything. And then they have the space to grow. Yeah. You know, and not grow what we, what, you know, what I want them to be or what you want them to be. It's, it's especially in relationships because we start off relationships so excited. Everybody's on their best behavior. You're so connected. <laughs> so amazing. Oh my God, we get along so great. We like the same thing. But then the moment, you know, you get triggered by them behaving in a way that you feel like means that they don't care instantly it all begins. And if we actually the pain body begins, the pain body begins. But if we look at, okay, how is this person wired? Is that behavior a reflection of them not caring or do they see that as something that actually is kind of normal and not a big deal? 
Mm. And is my wire the t- uh, my wiring um, blueprint the type that's going to see that and take offense to that much more easily than they would? So it's like understanding that helps so much. Just staying connected to people and, like I said, not judging. So with astrology, using it in that way with relationships, and then also with going after your own goals, knowing if you know for you. For example, if it's vulnerability is a challenge, then it's like, okay, knowing that that's one of the things you have to force yourself to do, knowing that then you're not going to be offended if someone says, why don't you open up more? You're like, okay, I know I need to do that. So I'm going to not spend my time arguing with this person. I'm going to kind of agree with them. Be like, you know what? I do need to open up more. I'm working on that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Call Sean and ask him. <laughs> I'm working very hard. <laughs> yes, exactly. So it's like, it, it just helps in all ways when we use it as a tool to open kind of the the door to a better self-awareness. I just think it's the coolest. I love it. It really has helped me connect with my family more. It's helped me in relationships more. It's helped me with career even in terms of manifesting the stuff that I want because I'll know what things work for me, you know, and certain, because a lot of times when we read these how-to books, like how to become successful, the seven steps to whatever, it's like those steps are not going to work for everybody. It's so, like, stay in your own lane. Mm-hmm. You're completely different. Don't compare yourself. Exactly. It's like you're different. Yes. And it's embracing that instead of getting frustrated with your differences. It's saying, okay, I'm embracing my differences. I'm going to continue to grow to be the best version of myself. But if I'm, let's say, a Pisces, I'm not going to try to change the fact that I'm constantly dreaming about things and living in a fantasy world i'm going to accept that about myself but then embrace the idea that i need to balance that with practicality Mm. when you do that on your own you're going to be successful a lot more often than when you are resisting who you are judging yourself feeling bad about yourself and trying to go along with someone else's program it's like who wants to do that we get one life well we get millions but (laughs) one as the people that we are here (laughs) which is pretty awesome to be who you are yes and to just be it honestly and authentically and grow with it and not stay stuck because i i am the type of person who could have stayed stuck forever but i've just met the people in situations that press my little buttons and i'm unfolding and here we are and it's all it's all good I love that. Well, and you're using the oppor- you're using it when they press your buttons as opportunities to grow exactly. instead of opportunities to argue why they're so screwed up and shut down and exactly y- you know. So it's it's really all about it's really all about exactly what you just said, and then continuing that process and being excited by it. Don't be afraid of the lessons. Be excited by the lessons and know that life does not have to be so difficult because people think in order to be successful you have to go through a bunch of pain and trials mm-hmm. and work so hard and you do, you can work hard without it being painful fun it <laughs> can be I mean? more of a video game it can be more of like exciting, a exciting. yes a, a great experience you can say like uh, i can i can work hard at at being the best version of myself but that can be a pleasurable experience and if it's pleasurable i shouldn't feel guilty for having a pleasurable experience experience on my way to fulfillment it doesn't have to always be i made it to fulfillment now let me tell you how hard it was to get here right it can be i made it to feeling fulfilled and it was actually a fun exciting process (sighs) sean (laughs) that's that's what i want for everyone and myself (laughs) it's so beautiful people who don't live in california can call you and have sessions with you on the phone correct absolutely you guys i 
highly recommend it seeing as though I'm here for my next session with you. Um, it's just amazing. So contact Sean at astrology guy on Instagram or your email, um, astrology guy channel at gmail.com. And you have some YouTube videos up. I do. Yes. On uh, astrology guy. That's the channel. I can't believe you got that name. I know. I know. How lucky is that? And it was, this was all just recently because I've been doing this for years, but only like, you know, exclusively to word of mouth clients. And this year I was like, you know what? I'm going to branch out. I'm going to do a little bit more. And I was thinking, okay, let me just start a YouTube channel. Just recently started it about a month and a half ago and um, looked up astrology guy and it was available. That's weird. It's really weird. I love it. It's so crazy. Like who, why hasn't someone used that name yet? That's but real. That's like, you're like, it was waiting for me. I need water. Do- I know, like, it's right? <laughs> something humans should have taken. Thirsty.com. It's like, wait, is that taken? No, it's not. How is that possible? <laughs> I highly recommend um, reaching out to Sean. I'm going to get to my session now where you're going to tell me everything I need to know. Yep. Um, but not in a psychic way and no. like in we're a, not predicting future nope here. okay fire and creating our future with power intention excitement and having fun ah <laughs> Sean we love you so much we can't wait to talk to you again um astrology guy on Instagram astrologist to the stars we're so lucky to even hear what you have to say because you're really one of the best and I'm in this beautiful Beverly Hills place with you and it's just awesome to get all this information okay vibrators I love you and I will talk to you soon bye this is what you gotta do ain't no treadmill no 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 ain't no bicycle no no thank you for listening to Believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.